but listen, I'm following my dreams, I'm chasing my, 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 my dreams, um, accomplishing all my goals, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Hey, 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 good morning. Thank you for tuning in to yet another week of This Can't Be Life podcast. I am your host, Kay the Rebel. You can find me on only one social media platform, which is Instagram. The podcast page is DCBL Podcast, and my personal page is at Kay the Rebel. Questions, comments, inquiries, um, would like to collaborate or do anything, whether it's a live episode or audio-only episode, um, send me an email or slide up in my DMs. The email is this can't single letter B L Y F E at gmail.com. If you are new here, hey, 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 how are you? Thanks so much for tuning in. And for all of my um, faithful listeners that I have, I know I've been gone for two months. I don't even think y'all notice. I don't even think y'all can. But, um, you know, life happens to us. Um, and I just didn't really have much to offer. I guess some days I'm still struggling with if I want to continue on this journey of podcasting. I don't know. I just be having mixed feelings about it. But I do feel like when I have things that are resonating with me or weighing heavy on my heart, that's probably when I should um, record. So here I am, you know. And let's get into this. Uh, this week's topic is in regards to friendships. Um, I've really been enjoying mine. Um, my bestie, uh, has relocated before and was extremely farther away from me. She relocated again and now she's a little bit closer. So I've been seeing her more. So it's just like, oh my God, I didn't realize I needed this like boost or friendship boost. Cause I'm not one of those people that just because of her absence, I'm going to start using other people as fillers. So I would say that our friendship was inspired by this and just things that I have encountered, um, whether this year or or previous years when it comes to um, friendships. Yeah, I haven't talked about friendships in a very long time on the podcast. And I think in the past when I have, I've touched it based on like conflict within friendships. I think I've covered how you have to kind of filter out your friends sometimes that there's one may not be someone you would bring to your work holiday party but she's a good friend to turn up with, or maybe you can bomb with one friend about parenting stuff. And then there's another friend maybe that to go to for relationship advice, even though you wouldn't go to the other two. Um, I talked about outgrowing your friends before, um, definitely. So this week's topic is um, about what people lack um, in friendships, um, particularly sisterhood. I'm, I can't really attest or speak to male friendships. Um, I think people talk a lot about fumbling a partner in a relationship. People talk a lot about fumbling a bag or money. But in my mind, I feel like people fumble friends too, good friends, that is. Okay, so what is a good friend, right? Okay, maybe you show 
your people's love, respect, loyalty. But honestly, I feel like you don't get any awards for that because from a moral and principle standpoint, that should kind of be law. Like you're supposed to do those things. Okay, so you're solid from a general standpoint. All right, maybe that could make you a good friend. But I mean, that's really the surface level type stuff. But what about beneath the surface? How deep can someone go with you as their friend? Do you leave people at the shallow end of the friendship pool? How deep, again, I want to challenge like any uh, woman listeners, um, like ask yourself, like how deep have you really gone with your bestie and or closest friend? I have another question too, is like, why do we often use that term bestie so loosely? Um, I have had people call me their besties and I'm just kind of looking like, oh, okay. Um. And I never called them bestie. I just felt like they were a close friend, but I, I, I just couldn't give them that time. I mean, you can't call me a bestie if you've never visited my home. And not just because you didn't receive an invite, but because you've never even taken the initiative to come visit. Um, and I know I've taken the initiative to come visit you. Um, you can't really call me your bestie if I'm making all the outreaches and check-ins, but you always have an excuse why you don't reach out, why you don't check in. Again, how exactly would we define ourselves as besties? And I get it, you know, life happens to all of us, but you really got to miss me with the, oh, I'm going through a lot or I'm so stressed. I feel like if you have time to post on social media, you can always send a text to a friend or a real friend just to say, hey, boo, just checking in. And it shouldn't be one-sided where someone else is always doing it all the time. I know for me, I felt like I'm the one that has to make the outreaches all the time. So I've made the decision in some instances to fall back. Oh, yeah. Let's address effort and energy when it comes to friends. I see so many women putting much effort and an extensive amount of energy into men, but they give their closest friends or bestie the bare minimum. Um, and yo, not that I'm trying to get off topic, it's always someone going hard for a nigga who isn't even top tier, but then they want to shortchange their homegirl and not go as hard for them or show up for them as they would for a nigga. Um, I just think like this episode is kind of low key bringing, or maybe high key, I don't know, bringing awareness to fuckery amongst sisterhood in general. Um. I personally feel like friendships require a certain level of equilibrium. And so many friendships lack balance or they're not aligned. And most people don't even want to admit that. And, and they'll listen to this episode and just shrug it off their shoulders like, oh, you know, like, what is she talking about? No, you know. Trust me, you do. Um, sometimes you can think you're someone's close friend or that y'all are solid, the bond is solid even if you don't speak to each other every day. But then there'll be some ish that happens that makes you reevaluate. I have a few examples. And they're personal ones, they are. Because one thing about me, I'm going to live in my truth. I remember someone telling me, um, someone who claims I'm their bestie, that their child was hospitalized like weeks after the child had gotten out of the hospital. And now I wasn't one of those situations that anyone could flip on me like, 
oh, well, if you had checked in on her, you would have known. Especially when that person rarely checks on me. I'm always doing the checking in. So if someone is your bestie, I just don't get how you can leave that out. Like, that's an important thing. That will be like if a parent was in a hospital. It would be the same thing. So I just don't get how you could leave that out. So, you know, in that moment, I felt like the writing was on the wall. And I realized that I'm clearly not an important person um, in that individual's life. And that's fine. Even if it comes out their mouth, I'm their bestie. But that's cap, kind of. Um, and again, this isn't malice. This isn't a subliminal. These are facts. And this is my truth. Um, a second example I have, if you're hesitant about telling me if you're down bad or if life is coming at you hard, why are we friends? I am not judgmental because I've been down bad before and I've had my life in shambles. So if you feel like you got to keep stuff from me if you if you having a loss or whatever's going on. I'm actually offended by that because what are you hiding it from me for? I'm not going to use that information against you. I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to slaughter you. I'm not going to talk shit, talk down on you. Um, so yeah, like when there's a lack of transparency and you don't feel as if I'm a safe place for you to come to me, then don't call me your bestie. It's kind of weird. Just don't. Um, a third example, I'm um, speaking of like realizations you have to come to that you're really not somebody's best friend, even if they claim that you are. Um, I do a lot of things for people, even knowing that they would not do the same for me or that they're not even capable doing the same things for me. And I feel like I've let friends slide with that for years. The therapy has taught me that I have to stop giving people so much grace. Like, don't be making excuses for these people. And also start making it a habit of meeting people where they're at. And what I mean by that is that, okay, let's just say I could afford to take you to Roof Chris and pay the entire bill. And maybe you may not be able to afford to do that for me if it was my birthday. Even if you hit me up and was like, yo, I know you fucking love buffalo wings and pizza and french fries. I'm over to my house. We're going to order that. We're going to get a little bottle or something. And let's just chill. Let's just celebrate you vibe out. I would show up. Why? That's effort. That's energy. Why not? I'm meeting you. I'm, I'm meeting you where, where you're at in that moment. I wouldn't expect just because I can do something on a big scale, maybe you can't, that that would mean that you can't show up for me. But not showing up for me at all, that's kind of whack. Well, if I'm showing up for you, for your kids' birthdays, and um, I'm, I'm going out my way to be accommodated and want to be a part of it, but then if it's my kid's birthday, you looking around like, oh, okay. And then sometimes I don't know if I'm that friend that people view as, oh, she got it. It ain't that serious. No, that's not true. I don't give a shit if you gave my son a fucking $10 gift. Even if you put him a whole bunch of shit from the dollar store in the bag, I'll be grateful because it means that you thought of him. You know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, like, back to what I said I learned from therapy, like, I'm done with meeting people where they at, you know? In those moments, I feel like you fumbling as a friend. So you know what? All right, I'm going to just leave you in your respective corners and I'm going to stay in mine. Um... A fourth example I could give that I, when I came to a realization that people weren't the type of friend to me that I was to them is I went through some hell of rough times about two to three years ago. And I paid close attention to how and when people reached out to me. 
I noticed some friends only reached out to me when my business was being aired out on socials. But when shit died down and maybe I was quiet, they never checked in to see how I was coping with such a life-changing event. Never did reach out. I would reach out to them to see how they were doing. And then at that point, they would ask me, oh, like, for updates with the situation. To me, it's like, then you have to question in the back of your head, are you just being nosy or do you genuinely care? That's a problem right there when I'm feeling like, uh, I don't know, this ain't giving bestie vibes at all. I also made note that when I went through those tough times that no one really affirmed me through my catastrophe in life at that time. I didn't receive words of affirmation. Instead, I felt like people pitied me. Oh, I feel so bad that happened to you. You're so strong because I don't know what I would have did if that was me. Like, I honestly didn't need that. I didn't. Um, I probably would have preferred something such as, um, you know what? Um, you're going to get through this. You know, you're going to come out on the bright side of things. Um, you're a great mom. You know, you work so hard. Keep pushing. Um, just something similar to that. What's crazy is, though, um, I ain't never asked of nobody something that I don't give myself. And um, I affirm my friends all of the time, whether they're doing good or they're doing bad. And that's facts. There's nobody that could say that I'm lying on this episode at all. I'm a fifth example that I have of when I felt like, okay, like this ain't Bessie vibes. This ain't really like we that closest. You have these weird moments where you watch the little slick shit friends say as they watch you glow up or they see you overcome an obstacle or when you were stuck in a rut for so long and you finally pulled yourself out. And they refuse to compliment you on your wins, even if it's the small ones. They won't even say anything positive um, about you. And hard eye emoji on people on social media when your friends nod at to me doesn't cut it. Again, that's where I'm, I'm going to rewind what I said probably about 10 minutes ago about surface level shit versus beneath the surface. Okay, we can all hard eye emoji each other and tell each other we're cute on social media. To take the time out when you're interacting with me one-on-one -on -one outside of socials and just be like, you know what? Um, I watched you go through X, Y, and Z. And now that you out here, you know, doing your thing, I love this for you. I think it's dope. And I honestly only have had two people say that to me out of, I guess, the four to five close friends I was able to have. Um, so yeah. Um, and number six, um, six and seven kind of go hand in hand. And this is like, I guess someone could say that this is a little bit direct if the person would listen to it. But again, I live in my truth. It is what it is. Um, I had a friend that knew of an opportunity for my podcast. Now, her mom told her about that opportunity and was like, oh, pass that information, you know, along to Niche. Um, for people that only know me as Kay the Rebel, um, family and close friends, they do call me Niche because my name is Niche. You're new here. Anyways, she never did tell me about that opportunity. And her mom ended up reaching out to me and was like, oh, did she ever tell you about this opportunity? And I'm like, no, 
It's like, oh, man, I done told her multiple times. So that one kind of stung a bit because it's like, damn, I show up for you. Sorry, should have probably put my phone up. But it's like I showed up to events I wasn't even interested in. I, if I'm a living my truth in this moment and supported your business, even had to spend money to support you. But then you can't use your dusty ass fingers to shoot me a text about a podcast opportunity, like for me to be featured in a magazine. That's wild crazy. But yet you're acting like we're mad cool or we're so close. Clearly we're not. So yeah, the writing was on the wall with that. So I just fell back from the situation. I didn't even address it because some people be like, oh, well, that's weak that you talked about it on the podcast. No, the fuck is not. It's weak that that should even happen. And I don't address weak shit. If I see how you move in, the message is clear. I'm not going to go and remind you that you basically dissed me or or tried to play me out. What the fuck am I going to do that for? That would mean I don't have have um, high self-esteem. I'm not going to be begging nobody or, or talking to nobody about how they should treat me. Either you want show up and be my fucking friend and, and, and do right or you not. Like, I'm, I'm not going to go back and forth, like, just to say it. Sorry if I got a little aggressive, but it's just like, sometimes you get a little annoyed with people playing in your face, so to speak. Um, another thing I experience is, like, someone calling you a friend but forgetting to invite you to their kid's birthday party. But you run into them, like, a day before, and you're like, and they're like, oh, here's the address over for for the kid's birthday party for tomorrow. And it's like, bitch, fuck you, honestly, because if you never saw me, I clearly wasn't going to get an invite, so let's not do this. I don't need your pity invite. And then when it, my kid had a party, you was on that list in advance when I sent out all the text messages with the link to the invitation. So, oh, okay, I guess uh, me and my kids ain't, ain't really part of the original plans. So you know what? Again, noted. Noted again, remove myself from the situation because I'm not going to be going back and forth with people. That's weird. Like, I'm going on 37 years old. I know how to read a room. I know when messages are conveyed, even if they ain't conveyed verbally, the actions be speaking louder than the words. Um, you know, so yeah, these are just examples of things that made me come to the realization that a lot of people don't fuck with me in a way that I fuck with them. But guess what? I don't hold it against them. Um, at the end of the day, they fumbled me as a friend. Uh, I know I'm a great friend. I'm a, I'm an awesome person for anybody to have in their corner, whether it was a friendship or, or a romantic partner. But you know, at the end of the day, I don't personalize other people's journeys, but I often just watch other women and the type of friends that they are in. I guess my takeaways are usually in those moments, I, I use them as learning opportunities as opposed to just talking down on sisterhood or judging people, because maybe not everybody know how to be a good friend. You know what I'm saying? And so again, the learning opportunities are what I take away is that one, I can point out in that moment, that's not the kind of friend I ever want to be to anybody. And then on the other side of the coin, I'd be like, that's just going to push me to be an even better friend to who I have the highest regard to, um, which is my, my uh, current bestie. Because I know what it feels like to be on the receiving end of a bad friend. I was traumatized for years based on that experience um, with my longest friendship, which was a childhood friendship. You know, I couldn't stand other women and I didn't believe that true, genuine sisterhood existed. 
And although I didn't find a true bestie again until my mid-30s, but, you know, it's better late than never. I could honestly say I truly value that addition to my life. Um, and instead of focusing sometimes, again, this episode is just shedding light about what I've realized about friendships and how they get fumbled. Um, but I'm glad that I have someone in my corner that I can trust again. They've proven to be solid in a very organic way. Um, they've taught me to be a better friend as I was out of without a true bestie for so long that sometimes I fell short in the beginning of our friendship, which I can admit. Um, but she was so patient with me. Um, she, I think she saw that I was struggling with just communication skills and life in general, just because of things that I had gone through. But all she did was just uplift me and guide me and just was a nurturing and a very kind spirit. And although I'm older than her, sometimes she often feels like a big sister. And um, the bottom line is I've had plenty of people fumble me as a friend, whether whether past or, or currently. And I just know that I'm never going to fumble mine. And on that note, that's my time. And I will be back next week. Uh, peace, love, and all that other stuff. And I'm out.